We're going to start in the fifth year now. This is going to be the first of a few shiurim that are going to be focusing mainly on practical construction of the mikveh, the materials that are needed, and how they, which ones do we use, certain chumras that we have that are different than the rest of the world. It's not, a, it's not going to be one share because we have more than, probably going to be two or three shiurim. Um, some of the things you know already from other, from what you learned, some of the things you did not learn yet, they're in other places in Shulchan Aruch. And you will not, you know, the share when you get to it in learning, you will see where it came from. The way I want to explain explain this is going al seder of the water from when it hits the roof until it comes to your mikveh. So we have the roof, the gutters, the pipes entering into the mikveh and the actual mikveh. So today we're going to start with the roof and a little bit regarding the gutters. There are two. Huh? We'll explain. Yeah, the say that is that if you want water to come from the roof, it's going to have to go to a gutter from there to a pipe. I'll explain the whole Seder. There is two main issues when with water coming into the mikveh. Number one is you already know it from the first year we're going to scan him. If a person causes the water to come to the mikveh, if it's a shail of she'uvim, and if it touches a keli. So those are the three, three issues that could be in rainwater coming into a mikveh. Now, just practical, you have a mikveh, it's not going to be outside. It means you don't have an open roof that you can have the rainwater just fall into it. You have to be able to collect rainwater, and that rainwater is going to ultimately end up in the mikveh. So you have, you make a roof on top of the, top of the house, whether it's a flat roof or a sloped roof, whichever way, whichever, whatever works better specifically. We're going to get to why, personally, a, a flat roof is better when it comes, if you're already building a mikveh, having a flat roof with a hole is better than having a sloped roof with gutters. There's two, there's two main ways of having a sloped roof with gutters or a flat roof. And once the water is on the roof, if it's a flat roof, it falls to a hole. The roof is sloped in a specific way, a little bit, a little bit sloped towards one corner where there is a hole. That hole feeds into a pipe, which feeds into a hamshacha, which feeds the mikveh. That's how the rainwater goes in. It's the simplest way. If you have gutters, means it fills the gutter. So from the gutter, it has to fall into a pipe. And from the pipe, it has to take another, fall into another pipe. And from that pipe, it's going to go into the amshach and from that to the mikvah. That is how the water goes in. So today we're going to be discussing from the roof until the pipe. We're not going to get into the pipe. The pipe is all its own Topic, I'm going to mention a little bit. When, let's start with a sloped roof. When you have a sloped roof, you see it everywhere. A sloped roof, it's not uh, just pieces of wood. On top of the, whichever way you're going to make the roof a sloped roof, you have to put on top of it something to protect 
the house from the rain going into the house. Even if you make a roof from wood, sloped pieces of wood, like a, like a, like a triangle, you still have to have something on top of it. So you could use shingles. You could use the, they're made from clay. If you go to anywhere in warm places, it's very common. You'll see those red clay shingles that are common in New York. It's not so common um, because you want uh, different. We have also different kinds of shingles that are made either. You can have tiles. You could have um, made from asphalt. You could have made from metal sometimes and or made from plastic. That's And then the water runs on that, falls into the gutter, and continues. The whole roof is covered with that, yeah. If you make a flat roof, then you don't put shingles over there. You put big um, sheets of plastic or metal, and, and then you cover it with tar or whatever it is, and that becomes your roof. So we're going to go through both of them, what you have to be careful when you do them. When you have clay, clay shingles usually do not have a place for the water to sit on. Now, I'm just going to give you an, as an introduction. The Rebbe Rashab, when he made his mikveh, so there was the, how do we know about the Rebbe Rashab's mikveh? Because he gave instructions to Rabbi Landau, Rabbi Yaakov Landau, how to build a mikveh. And he wrote down two, two lists. One is a famous list. It's printed in the back of the Shulchan Aruch. It's also printed in the book of Rabbi Levin. And another one that was that, that was found later and also published over there in the Hisophis. <coughs> so over there in the in the in that Rishima of the of Rabbi Yankalando that has the Rebbe Rashab's Hiroist Mikveh in number 13, which is in page Kufyud in Battle Levin's book. It has Hagag Derech Olav Oivrim Mehak Shamim Loyiyuboy Mekoymes Hamakvimayim. The roof, make sure there should not be any place where there could be Ikuvmayim or water could get stuck. Water could stop. That's regarding the roof. So let's go through the different kinds of roofs. When you have clay, when you have clay um, shingles, Usually there's no ikuvmayim in them. There's no water. It's a, it's a half. It looks like a half a circle. There's no caps on any end. And water, if, whether you hold it the way you're supposed to or you turn it upside down, you cannot hold any water in it. This is the idea have No, you're not mechaven to hold any water over there on the roof. And uh, and uh, there is, I'm going to get to it soon, that the meikar is not... Chayev to, to, to do that, but we try, and Rebbe Rashab said it, so we try as much as possible to avoid anything which could contradict, even something that the Rebbe Rashab wrote that it's better to do. Is there a marker before the Is there what? A marker from, from before the Rebbe Rashab? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's a for everything. Now, the... <laughs> it was mentioned to you in the Shir from Rabbi Khan that there is a Khumra from the Rebbe regarding tiles in the mikvah. That the tiles should not have in the back of them a, uh, a bump, uh, in, uh, an indent where water could accumulate. 
because even though water is not going to accumulate there, the pile it's a, like a keli. So it's a chumra not to do it. The same thing could apply with any kind of of uh, tiles or even shingles that have the name of the company engraved on the back. That is enough to be able to hold water. So if you do use shingles, just make sure that there's nothing on the other side. Ah, huh? shingle looks like a half, like this. Ah, huh? anything. The company name is engraved into it. So when you look at it, you have holes. The letters, each letter is a, is, is an engraving into the into the tile or into the shingles. Ah, huh? huh? A bump is not a problem. A problem is a hole. A problem is an indentation, not a bump. Right now, as we said before, this, this, the first marker that we have over here is the Chibur Latara, which I quoted in the past, which is from the Alter Rebbe's Einikol. He's uh, a stipler, and he is a nephew of the Tzemach Tzedek, so he brings a lot from the Alter Rebbe and Tzemach Tzedek. He explains in Klal Dalitz If Yud, that being, which is what uh, you have over there, he brings uh, he brings over there the uh, and in his beard over there, Lamed, uh, Lamed Aleph mainly. That even if you have indentations in the Re'ofim, Re'ofim is the shingles, it's still not a problem to do it. So, the thing is, you want to look Lahalacha, it's not a problem. However, we try to be Machmer even on that. Um, if possible, if not possible, then you could always go back. It's not; it doesn't make it absolute shulvim like uh, like other like other issues. Um, and also, the main thing is you have a hamshacha afterwards. After it hits from the roof to the pipe and everything, you have hamshacha. Hamshacha is metaheret, anyways. But we, regardless, we try not to create problems for the water before it hits hamshacha. To try and make it as good as possible before it hits hamshacha. Now you have, I said you have flat ones. If they're made from asphalt or, or some, sometimes tiles, uh, clay tiles, they're totally flat usually, and, and uh, the water will flow freely on them. But where is the big problem? When you make a flat roof. So a flat roof is better because the water doesn't have to go through pipes, or too many pipes. It has only one access point. You build it properly. You build the mikveh building. You make the roof in the right location, on top of the mikvah, and you make a hole leading to it, you're not going to have too much turns that you're going to have to worry about. The water is going to fall straight in. But you have a different problem. What's the problem with turns? Why, why turns are going to discuss next year that there is a... The, the Rebbe Rashab didn't want there should be any any uh, elbows on the pipes of the mikvah. Why can't you just have a because the slanted roof leads to the outside of the building, not to the inside of the building. So practically, it's going to fall out of, out of the building. So you have to direct it back into the building. But if you have a hole on top of the mikveh, then and the water falls... Huh? The mikveh is close to this outer wall of the building. Yeah. Yeah, like, like I don't understand, like the, the hole closer yeah. Right, you still have you're still going to have to turn the water that's going to come in from that pipe back into the mikvah. So you have to make a turn somewhere. So you have to figure out how to make. We'll deal with how to make a turn. Huh? 
Could be. You could if you're able to do it, but then you still need the gutters, and the gutters is another shaila. It's better when you don't have gutters bechlal, if you could avoid them. Um, I mean, it's kosher with gutters also. But I'll explain to you, I'll explain later why it's better, what's the, what you have to think about with gutters. The, the flat roof, nobody puts shingles in a flat roof because you're supposed to walk on it. The way they do it is they put, they put long slates of either plastic, metal, uh, and then on top of it, they, they, they paint it to protect it from the, from the rain, from the, from the moisture. The way they do it is they don't take one big piece. You have a big roof. You can't get a roll of plastic that size. They have strips that they get, wide strips that they put on top of the roof, and then they melt them together and they connect them to the roof. The issue is if you have, if you melt them to each other without any real connection to the roof, then after they're melted together, whether it's metal or it's plastic, it becomes a full keli, and it's not connected. That means, now, you have, when you have a flat roof, it's, it has a little bit of walls sticking out from the side, so the water shouldn't fly out everywhere. So what you have is you have plastic like this all around, and on the two sides, and it becomes, okay, you have a plastic keli sitting on your roof that's collecting your water. Put tar on top of it. What does it help you when you still have a keli? It's a keli with tar inside. We're going to get to the picking it up. That's why when you do it, if it's done, usually there's a way to do it, which is to connect it to the roof. They put something which looks like, like big coins, like big uh, circles of metal. They put them under the plastic and they melt the plastic, and they, they screw that into the roof, and then they melt the plastic onto those pieces of metal. Huh? Making a hole also works. You make a hole, and then you design the whole roof in such a way that there's a hole, then it's also fine. Making a hole. So you make a hole, but anyways, better that even then, it should be able to, it should be well connected. Because when you get to what connecting helps, even when you have a hole, it still has to be mechuber lakarka, which is based on Alter Rebbe. Has to be mechuber completely to the karka, and huh? The Rambam. It's based in the Rambam. So, but Al Terebe explains when he's doing the boxes. We're going to get to this soon. To Al Terebe's with the boxes. Ah, the roof is mechuber. The Tzemachzedek says mechuber to the binyan and mechuber the karka. Yeah. Where? Yeah. You make the hole in the roof, and then when you do the plastic on top of it. It all falls into the hole, so it never has a form of a keli, even if it melts together. What you do is you put these caps, these these round circles of metal, and it melts onto it. Now, if you're going to ever try to pick up that plastic, it will rip, because those sections where it's properly melted, if it's done properly, that's connected to the metal. It's not going to be able to separate properly without ripping. Yeah. Now, we said, we mentioned what al says, the Chumr of the Alter Rebbe, that when you make the box for Toivling, it has to be that it should never have a name of a Kaylee on it, which is why you make the hole before you put it into the, before you make the hole before you put the sides. You make the bottom panel has a hole before you connect the two sides to it. There is an interesting Chibur Tahara, which the same one that I mentioned before, the Alter Rebbe's grandson, 
It's the next source in your booklet. The next Chibur Taharat, Klaud Dalad Se'if Vav. We're towards the end of Klaud Dalad Se'if Vav. He writes, Mikol Mokim, Lotzes, Kol Hadeis, Hamvuorim Le'el Basif Gimel Yasik Moshebir HaKodesh HaGoen Ziyam Le'adi, which is Al-Tareb Basif Vilchasnida. And on Sifkot Nyutches, right away he writes, yeah, we went through this in the last year, how at your Yoytze, the Ritva, the Rosh, and the Ravid by having something which was never a Kali before. However, you read the next paragraph in the Chibur Tahara, and see if Zion, this that you a, a hole helps to be able to type on it. You have a full keli which has a hole, in the, which you made a hole afterwards a shalim. If you made the with a hole, I feel like usually stopping the ein moil. Maybe it doesn't help. So he himself contradicts himself from one paragraph to the next paragraph. First he says, do it like the Alter Rebbe. The next paragraph he says, if you do it like the Alter Rebbe, it doesn't work. That's, that's the simple reading of it. In the footnotes over there, in, in the, the footnote Choftes over there, he quotes, he, he brings this question, and he quotes from the Chibur Tahara further in, in the Shal Satchuvas, in the back of the Chibur Tahara, where he, where he explains with Simon Ches, which I uh, made for you a copy. That's on the next page, and that's on the Shirk, the Chibur Tahara, the Shal Satchuvah Siman Ches, where he explains that being that a keli with a hole that was made with a hole still mekabel tuma according to the Rambam. Therefore, you still the the Al Tareba wanted that the, it should be connected with nails to an existing structure which is already connected to the ground. And uh, and what does it refer to? When the Alter Rebbe says to build the box, so the way you do it, you dig a hole, you empty out the water. This is what the, you saw it in the Alter Rebbe. The Alter Rebbe says, You take out all the water from what you dug. You connect two pieces of wood, two planks of wood on the floor of the mikveh. Next to the side, where they're going to put the box into. And then you're going to put the box into it. They're going to be, this is going to be connected to those pieces of wood, which are binyan kavua a permanent build of wood. That means you have the two planks, they're connected to the ground, and you connect the box to those two planks. And then you connect the box through the to the pieces of wood and to the earth. So you have the box, which is connected to planks of wood, which is connected to the ground. Huh? Why do you need the planks of wood? Right? So... Basically, what we understand from Chibur Tahar, we're going to see soon that Tzemach Tzedek says it even more cl- clearer than him. 
Tzemach Tzedek says in Simen Kuf Ayin Vov, which is that long tshuva, which explains all the Al-Terebbe's Takonis and Mikveh, in Chelek Gimel Seif Tezayin, which is towards the end of that long tshuva, he explains like that, Tzemach Tzedek like this, according to the Rambam, when you have a keli, you need two things. First of all, you need a hole. And second of all, you have to connect it. You have to connect it to the ground. You need both. It's not enough just to have one of them. Right? Why? And he says, according to the Rambam, this applies when you have a cleats, a wooden keli. Because a wooden keli, if you're going to put it into the ground and connect it straight to the ground, it's min be'enoi minoi. It's not min be'enoi. Therefore, you have to connect it properly to the ground. However, when you put a kli cheres, cheres is made from earth. So it doesn't need serious connection to the ground. Just a slight connection to the ground is already enough because earth and earth, it becomes one. So therefore, he says, Al-Tarebbe wanted there should be an existing kavua structure in the ground, which is those two planks of wood. And to that, you connect the box. So it's mechuber to something which is mechuber lakarka, and then it works. And then something which is mechuber to something which is mechuber lakarka works as a chibur to be able to, that it shouldn't be a problem, that this is not anymore independent keli, and therefore, according to the Rambam, who says you have to have both a hole and mechuber lakarka, it works. Right? So now, when you do this roof, even though you're not toiveling on the roof, but when you do this roof with the plastic sheets and you connect them, so you have to have a hole first. And that's how you design. You don't melt everything together and then make a hole. You make a hole and then you put the plastic on it around the hole in such a way that the hole is always there. And you have to make sure it's properly connected to the roof. It's properly connected to the roof with those metal plates, metal circles that are under the plastic, it connects it properly to the roof. That's considered totally mechubah. What's considered mechubah lakaka? Mechubah to something. Just to put a bunch of nails is not enough. What's the what's the gather of chibur? Connected. So you have another chur from the Tzemach Tzedek, Kuf Ayin Beis. Kuf Ayin Beis, it's, it's not such a long tshuva. However, the main bulk of the tshuva discusses regarding, there's a machlekes regarding chkokoi ulvasayif, chkokoi. That you made, you connected to the earth, keli, then you made it, whether it's considered possible or not. Huh? Huh? It's not a keli, and you made it into a keli. After it's connected. Right, so over there, that Tzmachsek explains it all boils down to whether you hold Shuvim as Midaraiis and Midarabanon. And he says, according to some, being that it's Deiraise, the Kov Oil Vasaif Chkokoi, in a Deiraise, being that there's a suffix over here, some people hold Deiraise, that Tzmachsek writes over there, Eaf Shalahoki Lechatchil Lokapon in Bisakaris. And then the Atzimach Tzedek explains. This is in page in, the, in this in this chuva page Kuf Gimel, the first uh, in, in the two columns. Yeah, he has over there 
he has over there, he explains as follows. If you build a box in such a way that when it would have been on the ground, it would have not been able to stand on its own. And the only way that it's standing is because it's connected to the ground, right? Then it's considered a chibur because the only thing which is holding it is by the mere fact that it's connected to the ground. That's how it becomes machobah. But if the box is built in such a way that when it would have been on the ground, it wouldn't have fallen apart. So just placing it to the ground is not enough. It has to be connected in such a way that it can't be that if you're going to pick it up, it's not going to come off as one piece. It has to be connected in such a way that if you're going to pick it up, it's going to fall apart. So that's what I'm telling you when you make this these in, in the roof, make it in such a way to make it mechuber, that if you're going to yank off the plastic, it's not going to come off as one box, it's going to break apart. That's considered chibur. Yeah. And it would have stood by itself. Connecting it works. That's the whole thing. If it would have stood by itself, and then when you take it or when you connect it in such a way that it falls apart, then it's good. That means if it's something which would fall apart. Yeah, then the connection doesn't have to be so strong. Because you move it, it falls apart. It doesn't have to be a strong connection. But if it's something which is a Kaylee independently, with a hole, like the Rambam, a Kaylee, independent Kaylee, which would have been able to stand on its own, then to be able to make it mechuber, lekarka, it has to be connected in such a way that when you're going to yank it out, it's, not going, to fall, it's going to fall apart. The connection makes it into the connection has to be in such a way that it's going to fall apart when you pick it up. That depends how you make the connection. If you take if you take a plastic pool, for example, I'm not telling you to make mixers and plastic pools. Take a plastic pool and you drill through it, big bolts into concrete. Then, as much as you're going to pull it off, you're not going to pick it up with the concrete. It will break when you pull it off. And that's what I mentioned but that when I spoke about concrete, that was one of the reasons regarding concrete that some that there was a shit which was machmer about concrete, which today we don't follow anyways, that you could technically pick up the whole concrete out of the ground as one piece. Why? So I say it's not a miracle. Yeah, it's not a problem because that he says the way you connect it has to be connected in such a way, and he explains. So that Samachzak explains that the, the the way the box was made, the walls, the way the walls were connected to each other, was not done in such a strong way that if you would have picked it up, it would have it would have come out as one piece. Ah. Huh? What do you mean? The pieces of wood without before. It says that you want to be able to follow this, therefore you have to make it first to an ice cream. But besides that, you have to make it, you have to make something. You right, you connect it to the ground. It, right? right, yeah. Right. It seems like it's not like say that. He says they put it as a clear and then drill. No, you take, it's not. the cle- He says even according to Al-Tarebbe, it would seem that you still have to connect it to the ground in such a way 
that it's going to fall apart when you're going to pick it up afterwards. That means the way this box is made, but that only helps. It says it. The Rambam says even if it's not a keli, if it has a hole, yeah. But even the kadeh, still and all, if it's still, it still has to be connected to the ground. It's not enough to just place it in the ground. Before you connect it, it's not a kli. It's not a kli le'inyan she'ovim because it has a hole in the bottom. However. It still is a clear Indian tumor. Right, but the Hatsara said it's not enough only to dig in. You also have to put something on the Right, right, because then you're connecting. Sure does. Sure you do. You have to do everything. You connect it, yes, and then you connect this box to there, and when you're going to pick up the box, it's not going to come out as one piece. Now, obviously, you don't have to break the box and you pull it out. You take out the nails or whatever is there, and you take out the box. You don't have to break the box every time you take it out of the water. The point is that the way you're connecting it to the ground is so strong that if you're going to yank it out without taking off the nails, it's going to fall apart. Now, there's an interesting thing in this chuva, in kuf ayin, in this kuf ayin base. We know when it comes to pshuti clay eights, there's a pshuti clay eights means a, something which is a flat plank of wood. Some cases it has tumas midros midrabonam. Shutikli matres is tuma midraisa. Samach Tzedek over here writes bederachagav towards the end that when you make the planks of the wood for the mikveh, that you're going to toivel in, make sure that the planks are not wide enough to be considered tummy. What's considered wide enough? There is a letter from the Rebbe Rashab. Where the Rebbe writes, well, the Rebbe Rashi writes in short, "Hanesorim yipchusim midalat tefachim roichav," less than four tefachim. Four tefachim is about twelve and a half inches. Ah? Roichoi, roichav. Roich is not a problem. It's roichav, the width of it, which means average. It means it's it's not. That uh, it's not that uh, it's not that narrow. It's not that big. So the the big planks, an average two by four, doesn't have that problem. It's much less than twelve and a half inches. But wider planks of wood do do have that issue um, for using it. So you know, make sure it's less than four tefach. Yeah, this idea is also explained in Chidushim. Chidushim I also printed it for you over there. In Pelek Hey Mishnah Beis Oisius Gimel and Dalad, he explains that if these planks of wood, even if they're wider, they were made to be connected to the ground, and it's, uh, then it's not a problem. However, in the Tshuva, he still says that you have to be careful with it. Yeah, and also the and also the Rebbe Shab says you have to be careful. Now, there's an interesting Gulas Ilias. Gulasius, I already mentioned, he also was a grand, was a great nephew of, of Altareva's brother. And he in Pedic Hey Mishnah Hey Oisyud. He explains that there's something interesting. He says, if the water comes to the mikveh straight from something which is Mikabotoma, for example, he says, Pshute Klei Eitzarachovim. And all the water is possible, unless the water could have come to the mikveh without it. 
Yeah. So now, obviously, the water is not coming straight to the mikveh from from this uh, from this wood. If you would have a situation where you have a, a wide plank of wood right before the water hits the mikveh, directing the water, and it would be a problem. Now, someone asks over here, someone mentioned about connecting to a building which is connected to the ground. Why is connecting to a building which is connected to the ground enough? So that's mentioned. I know it's a Machzadek Simon Kuf Ayin, where he has over there in the paragraph, he discusses, he discusses like this. He says, first of all, only a keli which is a, has tuma midrabanan, only a keli which has tuma midrabanan, is chibur to the kaka is enough to make it ois. But if it's tumasi midraisa, then it doesn't really help. And then he explains over there, and then he mentions that connected to a building, which is connected to the ground, is still considered connected to the ground. So if you want to have a mucker for it, it's not something you have here. Why? Huh? It's made to be connected. The building is also connected to the ground. It's mechubah to mechubah. Huh? Can't pick the whole building up. Will fall apart today with technology. Technically, you could pick up everything, but it's not. So it's not what it's, it's not what it's referring to when you can't be picked up without falling apart. Doesn't mean that uh, that 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 way of doing it. You could. It's connected to the ground. Connected to the building. It's connected to the ground. It is too because there's no. You're not making a keli on the second floor. You're building a full mikvah with concrete and bricks and whatever else. It's derech binyan. A what? A big tub, and if it's well, it's, it's, it's the question is if it's still tummy or not. It's connected to the ground. It's a machzedek says that the chibur lekarka to make it ois keli is. Mainly when you have a tumor de rabbana. Tumor de rice, it's not enough. This chibur doesn't make it completely ois keli. A full keli. When you have a bathtub with a hole, and it was done in such a way that no hurl of shem kluma because the hole was made together when the bathtub was poured, then it was never a keli with the rice. You have a problem. Talking about an actual keli. A full keli without a hole, without anything. Keli de rice. That just connecting it to the ground doesn't help. Holding, connecting it. It's never a keli midar aisen. Keli midar abonon, something which is only possible midar abonon, like a flat piece of wood, and connecting it to the ground is enough uh, without making a hole in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, should it create his tumors only midar abonon, not midar aisen? Right. Still, it's a machzadek says better. And he says don't don't use such wide planks of wood. When he says about building the mikvah, it's better not to use it anyways. Again, everything you could. There's a lot of ways to to avoid this. You don't have to use every single. You try to be to cover every single aspect that it shouldn't be a problem. Right now. When you have the water on the roof, if you have a tree next to your house, next to the roof, leaves are going to fly over into your roof. If you're on a beach town, you're going to have sand flying. 
and then the water that's going to come through your pipes is going to be dirty. Now, if it's sand, it'll just be sand and dirt flying in, so it'll be dirty. If it's leaves, two, three rains, and your gutters are clogged, or the hole in the roof is clogged. So can you put a filter, put a, a net, a net to catch the dirt, and to catch the to catch the to catch the leaves, whatever else has to be done over there. So there's two. If you have gutters, then you put the net on top of the gutters. If you have a hole in the roof, and you put the, the net or whatever it is on top of the hole in the roof. So is it a problem or not? So the Chibur the Tahara, which I brought you with the next one, called Gimel Sif Chafalif. He talks about a metal um, strainer which is connected to a wooden pipe. And he says, some people say, it's kosher, and he has in his beard over there, he has a long explanation about this. And he explains like this. He says, there's a chuva from the Heish of Moshe, whose makel said it's not a problem to have this net connected to the, to the wood. Because the water would have been able to come to the mikvah even without the net. And the whole purpose of the net is just to prevent the fish or whatever else is coming in through the water. So therefore, this, this, uh, this water, this net, is, is, is not blocking. That's his explanation. It's not, the water would have been able to come without it. Therefore, it's not a problem. It's connected to the wood. It's the end of the wood. A basket with holes? No, because it's not a cave. The no, water, a cave. huh? Here, all the water is going through this. But it's not a cave. It's not a cave. No, so, so and the water will be, it says, even if you're going to think that it's a cave, well, the water will. So there's, there you look in, in, in the. Because if the metal is the main thing, you have a problem with metal. Problem with metal. Something touching metal, you have a problem. Because metal, you're going to say that's even pshuti, if it's not a keli of metal, pshuti klimatchas is metam, it's tummy. So that's what the Heish of Moshe says. No, Satshuvim is not a problem. Because there's no week of mine. The same Chibur Tahara at the end he goes, he explains all the shudas, and at the end he gives his own reasons why if a, a net at the end of the pipe is not a problem. He says, first of all, the metal is connected to the wood, and the wood is what's holding up the is the mimid of the metal, of this net, of this strainer. And even if the strainer has a specific independent job, which it does, and it's not assisting the wood, it's not something which is made to help the wood. Still in all, it's kosher. The, the metal is tar. That's it. Now, if you look in Shulchan Aruch, you have even more than that. It says someone puts a sack on the bottom of the pipe. The water falls in. didn't get there yet. Then doesn't make it shuvim. So the chayra, to put a net, even of metal, on the gutters, is not a problem. However, what I... This, the, the, the Fagelstock told me the name of Rabbi Handel from Montreal that we don't do nets on, we don't do metal nets where the water comes. Now, what's the reason for it? 
think of what's the reason. The first reason that we mentioned why it's mutter, the Heish of Moshe's reason, is because the water could have come to the mikvah without it, right? That's the first reason we mentioned. The Gulas Ilias explained, the same Gulas Ilias that I mentioned brought to you before, two pages, a few pages back, in Avedet Ois Yud, he explains that this idea of the Rosh, that when water could come into the mikveh by itself, without this metal piece, the metal doesn't make it a problem, only applies in the time of the Gemara, when everybody was tired. Everybody was tired. Therefore, this this uh, issue of having something which is connected and the water can come without it, that we're talking about, we're talking about putting a piece of, uh, putting a, a some kind of box, a tavla, which is put next to the water and the water flows on top of it. It's the Rosh is talking about. So then the only issue would have been with the Rabbana. But today that everybody's tummy, so you have a chashash of deiraisa in this water. You have a yosel de tumi, you have a chashash deiraisa. Your tummy, the piece of metal is tummy. Huh? You are tummy, and the piece of metal is also tummy. It's not that it could become tummy like in the time of the Gemara. You are tummy. Huh? Maybe they were careful, I don't know. It's in the beginning, beginning, before, in time of the Bismarck. He says Bismana Shas, but it could be referred to before. He says most of the people were tired. Kulam Hayu Tahirim. That's what he says. Uh-huh. I don't know. He says since there's a Khashash that I said today, so it doesn't help the fact that the water can come without this tavla. So the same thing over here, if you want to use that tarot, according to Gulasilis, it doesn't help, because chashash de'ra'i tuma, and therefore, the fact that the water could have come without this strain is not, is not enough. So the heish of Moshe's tarot doesn't help, if you go according to Gulasilis. Right? And the chibur tahara brings his own tarot, right? Which we mentioned before, that the wood, that the, the metal is connected well to the wood, and the wood is holding it up, <coughs> even though it doesn't serve the wood any purpose. There is an interesting tshuva from the Tzemach Tzedek, Kuf Samach Beis. It's the next one over there. The reason it's interesting, it has some practical applications, which you're going to see. Be'etzim, that we're going to focus on Sif Gimel, Dalet, and Hay of this tshuva. The question over there was about metal nails, which are holding up the which are holding up, the, which are making the box stand, right? How do you connect the box? The box is built. You made this box to go into the river, and you connected the planks of wood to each other with metal nails. And he uh, he discusses whether the fact that the, the, the way this box is being held is by these nails. Maybe the nails make the whole box Problematic because the whole thing that's holding up the box is these nails, and these nails are pshutiklamatchas, which are tummy. So, therefore, the whole box becomes tummy, and you can't travel in it. Right? So, even though the Nala Suda, this nail is not made, meant to hold any water, it's still it's possible. Huh? It's 
Al-Tarebbe's box says you can use the nails to connect. Al-Tarebbe's box was the pieces connected to each other and connected to the bottom. And then it was put together. So the question is whether it was nails over there. So wait, wait till he explains what nails you could use. So he says maybe it's, uh, it's they, they hold up the whole box. Maybe they cause the whole box to become tummy. So maybe the whole box is, is a problem. And that is even if the metal is only there, it's Meshama says it's only there to help the wood. It's there to help the wood, to help the wood stay in place. It's, it's, it has no use by independently. It's Meshama, it's completely Meshamish the wood. So he says, because when, one second, because when you have metal that only is there to help the wood, Meshamish says, hey, it's kosher. Even if it's something with just Tommy. But over here, it's a Maimid. The, the nails are Maimid the whole wood. So the next, and Oizdalad over there, he explains, no, it's not a problem. Why? Because the box is the Iker, Iker the Iker, he says. The main thing over here is the box. The nails are Tafulagamlet to the box. This box would have been able to hold up to a certain amount, even without these nails, the way the box was made. It wasn't just pieces of wood. The way the box, the way if you look at Al-Tarebbe's box, the pieces of wood were sitting on a, on, in, connected to the bottom plank. So they would have held somewhat without the metal. The only thing the metal does is to make sure that the connection doesn't, doesn't uh, fall apart. But it's not there. It could hold technically without these nails. And these nails by themselves obviously cannot hold anything. If there's no wood over there, just put four nails in the air, it's not going to have any effect. So obviously it's not a problem. And the metal is there only to be mashamish the wood, and therefore it's fine. Right? But that's how he explains why these nails are fine. We're going to get to Ois Hey soon, but let's, this is Gimel and Dal. What it seems from it is like this. That's an achzedek. If you have something from metal, which is Tomei Midaraisa, and the metal is not there solely to help the wood. And it's not totally tuffled to the wood. If you have, which is not, when it's not totally tuffled to the wood. So then it will still be a problem. He says the only reason why he was mad to these nails is because it's totally bottled to the wood. And it's being there to help the wood, mashamish to the wood. So if you don't have those two conditions, then it's a problem makes the whole thing possible. So when you look at a metal strainer, metal fill a piece over there at the end, yeah, the metal, they have the same problem, right? Over there, let's, let's put that aside for a second. I just want to finish over here. Now, Tzemach Tzedek over here, in this... The strainer does not have anything to do with the wood. Exactly. We'll get to that in a second. Now, I'm just going to go now to the Ois Hei, so you don't... In the Ois Hei, the Tzemach Tzedek, he brings um, from the Noida Bihuda. I printed for you the Noida Bihuda. You don't have to go through it in case you're interested. It's there. It's a long tour of Noida Bihuda. Where he, the Noida Bihuda talks about using metal rods to hold up wood, to connect wood. Um, metal stakes to hold up wood. And he discusses whether they're new, whether they're old. It's made to hold up the wood. Not. So it's not something based on that says that only metal, which is purpose, was from the beginning to be connected to the ground, then it's considered, then when it's connected to the ground, it's not a problem anymore. But something, and therefore, Tzemach says over here, interesting Chumra, they should use big nails, big nails that are made to connect for construction. 
not small nails, big nails. And he, he says mentions that even if they're used for for sh- for for building ships, it's still it's still fine. But the main thing is big nails, not the small nails. So small nails, for example, today even three four inches is used sometimes for construction. Three inches for sure is used for construction screws. Well, the screws is a different patch. I'm saying the length. So when you have, he's talking about use big, big nails, big, big nails that are ah, uh, longer or thicker, longer, and maybe also thicker. Yeah. Not the thin, something which is not made for furniture, not made for, for regular use in the house, but it's made specifically for kviyabakaka. That's what he says in, in Oishe. The reason I because. If it's not, it's not made to be mechubar lakarka, so it keeps its own independence even after it's mechubar lakarka. Still retains its. Yeah, it retains its identity. So now let's go back to the strainer. This this piece of this this metal filter. Even if you say that its purpose is to be connected to the, to be always on the ground. Now, everybody knows, you look, you walk, you see a drain hole in, in, in anywhere. The drain hole has a cover that's not screwed in. Even if it's screwed in, screwed in with one screw, the purpose is you'll be able to pick it up and clean it. Every Most drains are not connected, cemented to the ground. Most drain covers, these kinds of filters. So if it's on the roof, yeah, if you want Dafka to use strainer, you have to make it part of the roof. Right? When you put it on top of the gutter, how do you connect it to the gutter? You connect it to the gutter with nails. You don't use four-inch nails. You don't use long nails. You use small nails. So the whole connection of it is with something that is that is a problem. More than that, it, huh? if you go through the whole gutter, the four inches, the whole gutter is four inches. It's not toffled to the gutters. It has its own identity. It's made for a specific purpose. It could stand by itself. So all the, it's not made solely to be bottled to the gutter and to only help the gutter. It has its own identity. It's there. It's not bottle. It's not tuffle. And it's uh, and it may be. It could make the whole gutter a problem. Ah. Uh-huh. But they're not bottled to the gutters. The purpose is for the gutters, but the purpose, it doesn't help the gutters in any way. Whether there's filter, whether it's there, it's not there. It doesn't really, it helps the gutters a little bit that it shouldn't get filled up with leaves. But that's, you can also clean your gutters once a year. You don't need the filters there, technically. If you could, definitely avoid using metal, metal strainers. You want to use... Plastic, we'll get to plastic in a different shear because plastic rubber, the, the, the Rebbe Rashab, what he said about it, are we machmer, we make when it comes to plastic, it's a different category. So we're not going to talk about plastic now. Metal you shouldn't use. Shouldn't yeah. Strainer, strainer. The chlal, there's something from the Rebbe Rashab, I have to find where it is, and he didn't want any, the water of the mikveh touching any metal whatsoever along any point of travel. Of the water until it hits the mikveh, no metal whatsoever. Is this the only part it's not. Fidi mentioned it in the sikha, and I can't find it now, or maybe in the rishimah. Ah, 
pipes or not. Uh, they'll get to the pipes. We don't use. We, we try to. We try to avoid that. Try to avoid any metal and any metal along the way. And if you have something which is metal and you have nothing you can do about it, at least you cover it with with uh, you paint it with something and fix something which is a separate a separate uh, thing. So now, how are you going to filter the water to the mikvah? So when I was in first grade, I think first grade. Not in America. So we had science classes, second grade. And one of the things it taught you is how to filter water. Take a, we take a big glass container, and you put big rocks and small rocks and big rocks. And you put dirty water. Once it's filtered through the rocks, the water is totally clean on the bottom. So I did a mikvah in Mexico recently. I had a big, big roof. There's a lot of sand flying over there. And worked with them, with uh, with the guys over there. Around it's a flat roof with a hole in the middle. We put big rocks and then small rocks and big rocks, and the water that's coming through into the mikvah is totally clean. There's no sand. Everything gets stuck in those rocks. You have different levels of rocks, around different sizes around that hole. On the roof. Around the hole in the roof. If you're going to make small rocks along the hole, they're going to fall in. You make the big ones to hold, and you make the smaller ones and smaller ones, and then you make bigger ones. To, so nothing should get lost. Ah? Uh? What? Sponges, yeah, is a problem. Sponges are okay. absorbs water and lets it go. So if you have a flat roof, you could do that. Ah? Uh? Cloth is a okay. Huh? This is smaller than, than the three it's buzz. Huh? And you're miyached it also for a specific purpose. It's not stopped. It's not stopped. No, the rocks don't make any. There's smooth rocks. They don't make any any. Uh, there's no. There's, it's not stopping the water. The same as if the roof would have been shaped in an L shape or, or, or different heights of the roofs. The water still flows freely, it just has to travel through uh, rocks. Oh, this is not a pipe, this is just random rocks. The same thing as water coming down the river from a, from a, from a river, and there's rocks over there. Rocks stay in one place, yeah. They're heavy, the big ones stay in one place. Or, I know, uh, I, I, you could always use also, take a piece of marble, and drill holes in it, and then you have a problem. Looks like a filter. Connect it to the ground and shine. Connect it to where you're supposed to, and you're done. You don't have to worry about anything else. If you really need a filter, huh? Where the water falls off the roof. Huh? If you have a hole, you could do it on top of the hole. Glue it on. It's not a cable. It's nothing. It's a piece of wood. No, not not kitchen counter thick. You get the thinnest ones. Stone drainer, yeah. You could use if it's made from that. It's real stone. You could get the ones with the same same idea. Yeah? As long as it doesn't have a kali in it, doesn't have any 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 indentations in it, which could hold water. Huh? Depends how big the holes are. The rocks work better than the leaves. Than the holes. Now, let's, let's that's that. Now, let's move on for a second to the gutters. 
Well, if you have gutters. So now, if you have gutters, metal gutters, today almost all gutters have caps on the two ends, so the water shouldn't fly out. If you have caps, the whole gutter is a keli. Mamash a keli. It means any water that touches that is shulva. Huh? Has a hole, but the hole is made afterwards. Huh? And the caps you have, we're going to deal with the pipes that you could turn them in different directions. Do with the caps, make the whole thing into a keli. Or at least suffocate. So when you build them, you have to build them without a cap. And you slant them in such a way, you slant them like this, and then the water will flow. It's not going to come out the other two ends. But you don't, so we stay from metal, like we said, don't use metal. If you want to use plastic, we'll deal with plastic at a different time. Plastic is definitely better than metal. You have plastic. Huh? So you could make a something from wood that in there you put a half a pipe of clay. Clay pipe, half a pipe. Or some people use a half a pipe of plastic, which is better than a square pipe of plastic. Instead of a regular gutter, they just cut a big pipe in half along the, and it becomes a half a pipe, and then the water flows through there. Plastic. Now, regular gutters, whether they're metal or they're plastic, very thin, not very strong. And throughout the time, if they're even if they're connected to the roof, throughout the time of this heavy rain, something called oil canning, that along the along the the, the metal, certain places are going to become indentations because the water will put pressure on those areas. It will stretch a little bit and become indentations. Every one of those indentations makes the water shulven. That we learned in, in about a tzinner, that you make a hole in it, that you make an indentation in it. So if you put this gutter on top of a plank of wood, which is less than Fort Fachem, then you're fine. It's going to hold, it's going to hold the gutter in place. The gutter can't, can't sink anywhere. When you connect it to the roof, you have to make sure to connect it with big enough nails. Today, nobody connects with nails. They connect with some of these bigger screws. Some of these use nails, some of these use screws. The screws, there is in the Chibur Tahara that the screws are considered a keli. Screws are considered a keli because where you stick the, the drill bit in, there's, there's a groove, holds water. What's a keli? So the water, ah? What? It's still closed. If it goes both ways, it's fine. If you have it with one, like that. But the, the ones that are, even even that he holds, if you could hold if you could hold any water in it, it's a keli. So if you have screws that you have to put in along any path of the water, then I dealt with the mikvah now. They had to use screws for certain places where the water hits. I put them to put silicon on top of the screws. Cover plastic silicon on top of the screws. Cover the the grooves. That way, it doesn't touch metal. Touches plastic, and it doesn't go through a kit. Right. Now, um, then, and why don't we use metal? So even if we're gonna this. Small screws, or then 
It's a separate question. Uh, it's a separate question because that if it's holding up the whole thing by itself, the shaila is if it's maimed the whole thing. It's bottle, really, it's bottle. What I do is I like using brackets to hold up to hold up the gutters. Instead of having screws, I use brackets, plastic brackets that are smooth on both sides, so that way there's no ik of mayim, there's no keli in the brackets. And those brackets are held from on top of the gutter. They hold up the gutter. And those brackets are connected to the to the roof. And then what's holding up the gutters is a piece of plastic, which is not a keli. And it's not a problem. If you have screws, huh? Screw. Well, that's already it's 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 toffel to the to the to the bracket, yeah. Even then, but when it comes to gutters, they use big screws. They use uh, eight eight uh, nine eight nine inches eight inches long big screws to connect. If they only use screws to connect the gutter to the roof, they use very long inches, very long screws. I saw them. Good few inches long, seven inches, six inches, nine inches, depending on what your roof is. So we said about metal, yeah? Now, in aside for what with the taconas that we know from the Rebbe Rashab regarding his building of the mikveh that was published many times from Tafshin Yud, which is published in Tikkun Mikvahs with explanations, there's another list of Hayroes that was only found later, was published by Eli Landau from Farchabad. It's also in Tikkun Mikvahs in the back, starting on page Kuf Memches. Yeah, so you have it over there. But let's not get to there yet. Because over there, you're going to get to, we're going to deal with, with that at different times. Just giving you a heads up that there's something else. Over here, in the, in the regular Hayros, in Kufyud, in page Kufyud, is Oisyud Gimel, the same Oisyud Gimel that we said before, we mentioned before. He, the Rebbe Rashab said, Hagag, Derechol of Oivin Meyak Shamim. Yeah, we said, Leibo Mikremes Mayim. We mentioned that. Shouldn't be pipes of metal which are capped. Which is why the Rashab says it, so we avoid metal gutters. Avoid metal gutters, and we try to avoid all those issues. Now, just going to give you a heads up. The next, pretty much, how I'm done what I wanted to speak about today, give you enough information, because the next one is going to be about pipes of pipes, the curve, the pipes that have elbows on them. It's also the Rebbe Rashab was Machmer. The Rebbe himself was Machmer. It's based on a, it's based on a Diuk and Deraiva. It's a Machzedek himself is Meiko, but today we we don't use, we try to avoid any sort of turns or elbows in the pipes of the Mikra. Wow. 